Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton here today with Sarah. Hi. Hi. How are you? I thought there was more coming there. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know that's what I expected, <laughs> but hello. <laughs> well, hello. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's bright and early here. It is. Yes. It's bright and early. I feel like we haven't done enough talking to effectively warm up our voices. So this is our warm up. Mm-hmm. This is our warm up. So guys, every Saturday we answer your questions, which we love doing. Um, what we did for this episode was post in our free Primal Potential Facebook group. I said, hey, Sarah and I are going to be recording this morning. What's on your mind? What topics, ideas, thoughts, questions do you have? And um, we got a lot of great a lot of great responses, way more than we could tackle in one episode. But that's cool because we'll just get to them next time. Yeah. And it happened quickly. Like in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, guys. I know. We love it. So if you're not in our free Primal Potential Facebook group, I will link to it over in the show notes, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 722. And the other thing we do on Saturdays, in addition to answering your questions or talk about things you want to hear about we do a giveaway. And I love that. Every single Saturday, we give something away. It's very, very, very easy to win. I'll tell you how. But first, let me tell you what we are giving away today. I feel like I should be on like a game show. Oh, yeah. I know. That'd be kind of fun. Um, So the reason I wanted to give this away is because I have had so many conversations lately about probiotics for a couple of reasons. And I kind of want to go off on like a little tangent about this because it just is very exciting and important to me. Um, I didn't even tell you this, Sarah, but I, but I meant to, we'll talk more about it later. But my, my dearest friend just had a baby, um, two months ago or so and reached out to me this weekend to say, Hey, if I can give you one piece of advice, have a plan ahead of time with your partner for what you guys will do if, if either one of you suspect that there might be like postpartum depression mm. going on, cause that's like a very, very real thing. Mm. And, um, I think a lot more common than most people talk about just because of lack of sleep and changes to your hormones, changes to your body, changes to your entire life. And when I was talking with my sister about it this weekend, I said, one of my number one strategies for, doing all I can with my body for my mental health before baby and after has to do with probiotic supplementation. And honestly, a year ago, I never would have put those two things together, except for now I understand the role of the microbiome in mood stability and vitality and feelings of happiness, as well as feelings of depression, because so many of our feel-good chemicals in our brain, our neurotransmitters are actually produced 
by bacteria throughout our body. So if you don't have great microbial diversity and, you know, just a really healthy microbiome, emotionally, you're not as strong as you could be. And people who have dysbiosis or imbalance of gut bacteria or just whole body bacteria experience more depression, experience more anxiety. So not only is that tremendously important for me, but it's also super important for me with baby because babies are born with a sterile microbiome. They, they, in utero, they don't have exposure to bacteria, but as soon as they are born, they do. And that can be both good and it can be not so good because we all know babies are going to get exposed to pathogenic bacteria, whether that is, you know, putting something in their mouth that they shouldn't put in their mouth or just in the air that they breathe. But I am going to be very intentional about my own microbiome because that bacteria passes to the baby in breast milk as well as on my skin and my hands and, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff. So for that reason, we're giving away a bottle of probiotics today. Awesome. I know. I, I just feel really, really strongly about this. And it's one of the things that I wish I knew more about five years ago, 10 years ago, especially when I was really struggling with both my weight and with depression. So we'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Yeah. I take those regularly too. Yeah. I, I notice it mm-hmm. when I miss. Yes. And I notice it in energy, but I also notice it in things like stress resilience and just how, um, how likely I am to kind of get thrown off kilter emotionally Me too. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Mm-hmm. I never would have put those things together No, until I understood that these bacteria produce and regulate neurotransmitters that influence our mood. So that's what we're giving away today. And you can win very simply by either leaving a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, leaving a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon, or sharing on Facebook or on Instagram an episode that you loved or something that you learned from this podcast and tagging me in it. That's it. So we got some questions. We do. The first question says, can you talk about discipline? Oh, yeah. I really like to talk about discipline. You know, we, we always say that we feel like every Q&A episode is about motivation mm-hmm. um, because we talk about motivation like every single week because so many people feel that motivation is the thing that they need to create success. And I think people would be really shocked to find out how most successful people don't feel motivated a lot of the time. In fact, I would say we're all probably in the same realm in terms of very intermittent motivation. And yeah, we might all have days every now and again where we're super motivated, charged up, ready to go. But that's kind of the exception and not the rule. What I think we should spend more time talking about, focusing on and creating in ourselves is this idea of discipline. Where I like to start with this is getting specific with it, because if we have this notion that we just want to be more disciplined in general, like, oh, I need to be more disciplined. I need more self-discipline. I need more discipline in my life. It's very hard to act on a vague generality. Now, you might feel like you keep it that broad because you want to be more disciplined in everything. You want to be more disciplined in how you keep your home. You want to be more disciplined in your finances. You want to be more disciplined with fitness and with food and with money and all of these things. I hear you. That is true for most of us. But when it comes to cultivating more discipline 
in your life, I think it's most helpful to get very specific about one area. The reality is it will have a ripple effect. And if you are practicing discipline with your finances, you're going to notice that you're being a little bit more disciplined with maybe your nutrition or how you keep your home. But to start, because we're not going to tackle 67 things at once, identify the area where you either need it the most or you think it would have the highest payoff or just where you're most interested in starting, right? When I started getting out of debt, it wasn't that the debt was like the biggest issue or the most important thing in my life. It actually wasn't. I was over 350 pounds. That was arguably a much bigger issue, but that's just where I felt like starting. So there's nothing wrong with that, but get really clear. If you want more discipline in your life, in what area? Pick one area and be as specific as possible. And then from there, ask yourself, if I were as disciplined as I want to be, what would that look like? And don't just do this in your head because you'll never remember what you said tomorrow, you know? What does it look like? So let's say that you start with fitness. Instead of, I want to be more disciplined with working out, ask yourself and write down, if I were as disciplined as I would love to be in the area of physical fitness, what would that look like? And maybe you say, all right, I would work out five days a week. Or you say, I would work out five days a week and three days a week I would have that workout done first thing in the morning. Or three days a week I would be at the gym and two days a week I would work out at home. Be very, very specific about what that looks like. Then I would ask yourself, once you have that written down, what is one small piece of it that you can act on today? You know? I know for me, I have worked for a long time on being more disciplined with organizing my finances and business. And I've thought like, I would like to have a report every single month that goes through where the revenue came from, what the expenses were, breaks down the greatest areas of expense, the least areas of expense, recurring expenses, that sort of thing. Um, and, And things like I'd like to have all my receipts organized digitally in a searchable format. Well, what's one piece of that that I can start with today? And I remember when I first started with this, it was interviewing different bookkeepers just to start with, can you show me a format that you love that you think is helpful for business owners? And that was one thing that I could do to start that day. And that helped me see, okay, I I really want to include this or I don't want to include this or this person's really responsive and easy to work with. I like the vibe of this person. But once you know what you want that to look like, what is one piece of that that you can put into place today? If it's a fitness goal, maybe you go for a walk today. But identify that small piece. Then ask yourself, how can I make this easier to stick with? How can I make this easier to stick with? And there's no right or wrong answers here. Maybe something that you can do is talk to somebody who has this down and say, well, what do you do to make it easier to stick with? So one thing that I've talked about recently that's important to me uh, as we go through 2020 and with my health goals and my family goals is to work out before I start work. But I also know that with a newborn and a business and a million other things that that might feel challenging sometimes. But I know a friend of mine 
who has two very young kids and she consistently works out in the morning five to six days a week. So I could say to her, hey, this is a goal of mine. What are some things that you do to make it easier and, and get some ideas from her? Guaranteed, whether it's somebody you know personally or somebody on the internet, you can ask people for ideas of what they can do, what you could do to make it easier, things that they do. So what can you do to make it easier? I have an app on my phone for receipts. And so if I'm traveling, one of the things that used to frustrate me is I would come home from a business trip with like 100 receipts. I mean, not literally 100, but, and I would feel just like they were just a mess, right? So now what I do, if I'm on a business trip and I go out for a meal or I pick up something and I, and I have a receipt from it, I immediately before I leave that place, take a picture of the receipt on this app on my phone, the, the app that I use, because I know people ask, it's called Receipt Bank. Um, but that way, it's right there. It's searchable. It's digital. I don't have to keep the receipt. It backs up to the cloud. And that is something that I can do to make it easier. And maybe if your goal is something related to fitness, you can have a friend who two days a week, you guys plan to work out together. Or you can do something like getting your gym clothes ready the night before, or you can start going to bed earlier. But ask yourself what you can do to make it easier. Then ask yourself what excuses normally come up. I know for me with like business finances stuff, it's I'll take care of it later. You know, like, I'll do this tomorrow. I'll get to these receipts tomorrow. I'll have somebody else do this. Then when you know what your most common excuse is, what's the whole truth? This is a topic that we explore in a whole lot of detail in Chasing Cupcakes, but not telling yourself partial versions of the truth and rather telling yourself complete versions of the truth. So if my, like, little excuse, partial version of the truth is I'll get to it tomorrow, the whole truth is that's a delay tactic. <laughs> it's not that I can't do it today. That is part of how I let myself off the hook in, in saying I'll do it tomorrow. And doing it tomorrow only makes it harder. Doing it today makes it easier. And once I've acknowledged, okay, that's, that's not like some well-intended, oh, I've got so much on my plate, I'll do it tomorrow story. It's a delay tactic that actually makes it harder for me to achieve this goal. Just that awareness and that honesty with myself is a huge game changer. So identify the excuses that are true for you most often, and then work on being very honest with yourself. Work on telling the whole version of the truth. And if this is an area where you need a little help, like, I'm not sure what the whole truth is, or I'm not sure if it's a legitimate thing or if it's an excuse. Read Chasing Cupcakes, because we spend a lot of time on that in that book. The deal with discipline is that it comes down to creating a routine for yourself. And when we think about routine, people often craft this ideal version. I want it to look like this. And then they keep putting it off because today is not the day for it to be that ideal version. The thing that I've experienced this with most lately is my, um, my pregnancy meditation stuff. So I've said to Sarah, how many times have I said to you, I need to start doing my pregnancy meditation things? Yeah, definitely a handful. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the thing about them is that it's almost two hours a day. And that's a lot of time. The, the first one is an, a good hour, sometimes a little bit more, and the second one's like 45 minutes. That's tough for me to like carve out the time for, but it's not about 
can I hit this perfect mark of do I have two hours today to give to meditation? It's about creating the routine. So if it's about creating the routine, then what I can do is before I open my laptop, I can do five minutes. It's not, well, I'm supposed to do two hours. It's more about creating that routine. If you want to start working out every single day, do 20 body weight squats in your bathroom before you get in the shower instead of discounting, well, I can't work out today because it doesn't fit perfectly into my schedule. One of the number one reasons that people struggle with discipline is because they set this standard of perfection and then they skip all the days where they can't hit the standard. Sarah's like making so true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But discipline is more about establishing the habit than it is about executing the perfect version of your ideal. So if for whatever it is, for me with business finances, do I spend one minute per day on this five days a week? And one minute per day might be snapping pictures of the receipts that are on my desk. It might be emailing my bookkeeper. It might be spending 30 seconds reviewing a document that took me 30 seconds to open. But it's not about, well, I should be spending 10 minutes reviewing this document. It's not about the perfect standard. It's just the discipline to do something. I say this to people with journaling all the time. Oh, I have so much trouble journaling. and I don't know what to say. Can you give it 60 seconds? Can you open that up in our identity journal that we use in the 12 Weeks to Transformation? It's not even like it's a blank page. There are prompts. Can you spend 60 seconds on those prompts? Stop discounting the discipline habit because you can't hit that perfect standard. Screw the perfect standard. It's more about developing the practice. You can build on it over time once you've created that small amount of space. I really think that's kind of key to discipline is not holding yourself to the ideal standard, but rather building in that small block, whether it's one minute or it's 20 body weight squats or it's five minutes of meditation because you can build on it once you have that routine in place. And then the last thing I would say is look for opportunities to practice discipline in areas that totally don't matter. So let's say you're, you're laying in bed and you're like, I need to get up and brush my teeth. And you normally lay there for 20 minutes and think about it before you actually get up. That is an opportunity to say, the first time I think about it, my feet hit the floor, I'm going to brush my teeth right now. Or you have dishes in the sink and you're like, oh, I'll get to them later. Do it right now. That's an opportunity to practice discipline in a small way. And that has a, a ripple effect into so many other things. So that could have been a whole episode in and of itself. But I know. I love listening to that. It's such, a, it's such an important thing to get your head around because people just keep it in the realm of this big, huge endeavor to like be more disciplined. Mm-hmm. But if we break it down into something small, it's way more achievable. I also think for me, I, I definitely try to make things a little bit more fun. Mm. Like I have a hard time convincing myself to get outside and go for a walk. But yeah. if I'm listening to like a good book or a good mm. podcast, it's a little bit more exciting and yeah. I want to do it. Yeah, totally. I love that. All right. This next question says, you always hear that you should be the dumbest person in your group in order to elevate and grow. I get the concept, but how do you find that in real life? I have some great longtime friends that I'm keeping, but I keep thinking I should do more and find an additional group. Not easy to do at my age and introvert tendencies. I feel like we talked about this recently. Yeah, I think we did too. Um, 
and and that's fine. Like we'll we'll answer the same question seven hundred times. I'm just for for those of you that are regular listeners, it's interesting to me how often this comes up, and and I want to challenge the notion that we should be like the dumbest person in the group, right? Because I don't think I don't think the goal is to like feel like I'm dumb compared to these people. However, we we are the average of the five people with whom we spend the most time. So if you are consistently the um, most motivated, most positive, uh, most financially free person in your circle, then they're probably not pushing you to like be a whole lot better. And I love that this person says, you know, I have some, some longtime friends that I'm keeping. This is not about like ditching people. This is not about like, oh, I've outgrown you and I'm moving on, but rather making sure that you surround yourself with people who stretch you and help you grow. And age and introvert tendencies have nothing to do with it. Like, and I'm not saying that to discount this person's feelings. I'm saying that to say it's not a barrier. So you don't need to worry about that. That's not a limitation. Maybe it would have been 30 years ago, but we live in this brilliant age where everything and anything we could ever want is online. And this could be as small as um, joining a Facebook group that's totally free, but it's people who are really driven towards a particular goal. Like um, Dave Ramsey's podcast yes. is an example of this. Mm-hmm. And whether it's listening to his podcast or being part of one of his Facebook communities, for those of you who don't know Dave Ramsey, he is kind of like a, a financial celebrity of sorts whose passion is helping people get out of debt. And he's written a bunch of books and I've talked about it a lot on the podcast. So you can Google that or go to primalpotential.com and search Dave Ramsey and that kind of stuff will come right up. But when you are in one of his Facebook groups or you're following his main Facebook page or you're listening to his podcast, what you're hearing is people who are like really dedicated, not only to getting out of debt, but to creating financial abundance in their lives, right? Like that's, that's, you listen to the podcast, right? Like, and you can't help but be inspired by people who are making big steps Mm -hmm. towards a new level of financial freedom. And very relatable steps a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so they might be people who like educationally aren't on your level. Like you might, you might have, you know, three doctorates and you might be listening to somebody who has a, you know, who didn't even graduate from high school. That's not the point. When you surround yourself with people who are like doing things and pushing and, and making sacrifices and making changes and hitting their goals, that brings you to another level and you can do that at any age and you don't have to be an extrovert to do that. So that's one way to expose yourself and Dave Ramsey is just one example, but we see this all the time in, in groups related to, to fitness. Heck, we see this all the time in the 12 weeks to transformation, mm-hmm. right? We see people posting every single day. Um, just one of the ladies in my master's club this morning posted that uh, she wants to step outside of her comfort zone by going without sugar for 30 days. When you're around people like that who are intentionally doing things to level up, somebody else was training for a, for a road race and somebody else was giving up alcohol for a month and it gets you thinking about what you can do to take better care of yourself and those kinds of opportunities are everywhere and you are not in any way limited by your geography, you're not limited by your age and you're not limited by being an introvert. Reading books is a great way yeah. to do this. Um, I find that when I read a book that is full of possibility and um, really expands my mind, then that helps me elevate and grow. Joining a mastermind, 
is another way to do this. But let's everybody wipe off the notion that like, oh, well, because of where I live or because of how old I am or because I'm an introvert, this is somehow not for me because that's just, that's just not true. Yeah. This person wrote in that the pictures on their on lighting dating profile are from when they were 30 pounds lighter and they have gained weight in the last couple of months due to stress and lack of focus. Should they disclose that they've gained weight or update the pictures? Or pause online dating until they get their act together. (laughs) I mean, this is so individual, right? You got to think about how you would feel. Let's say your pictures are of you 30 pounds lighter. How would you feel going on a date? Would you feel comfortable or would you be nervous that they were going to be thinking like, you don't look like your picture? You know, and if you if you don't care, like, no, I do look like my picture, just a little heavier and it doesn't bother you at all, then like go with it, you know. But if you have all sorts of angst that somebody's going to meet you in person and be like, what the heck, then just change the damn picture, you know. Um, As for like pausing until you get your act together, then I think we would never do anything. Like, there's always something that we could improve. Obviously, you know, if you want to pause your profile, pause your profile. But this really comes down to you. And then think about if you were in the other person's shoes. If somebody had pictures up of them 30 pounds lighter, would you hope that they were representing themselves as they are now? Or would you not really care because it's not about that for you? So consider how you'll feel going into a situation. If you are going to be extra nervous because you know that, where you're at now doesn't reflect that picture, then change the freaking picture and be yourself and be proud to be yourself. And if you would have the expectation that somebody else would change their picture if they had a change in their outward appearance, then like live by your own standard. But there's no, I mean, I'm no dating expert. There's no one size fits all. For me personally though, I would be worried. I'd be thinking about it. Yeah. So it's just easier to just, this is me. Mm -hmm. And you're either interested in me or you're not interested in me. And the fact is, no matter who we are, your weight is going to fluctuate over time. Right. So be where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This last question says, why can't I stop eating? I've listened to hundreds of your podcasts. I'm in therapy and I've lost 80 pounds over two years. And I still can't stop eating slash binging and keep regaining my weight. I still have 100 pounds to lose. So first, let's go to like the totally non-dramatic version of this response. We all need to eat every day. I mean, I, I get what this person's saying. They're not, they're not saying, you know, why can't I starve myself? They're saying I don't feel in control of how much I'm eating and when I'm eating. But one of the tools that I use with my clients all the time is let's strip away the drama and get with the facts. And if we're looking at the facts, the goal is not to stop eating. That is a dramatized version of what you're looking for. What this person's getting at is, why don't I have self-control? And the way they're asking is, why can't I control myself? You can. You absolutely can. And, and if I had a penny for every time I've said this, I'd, I'd, have a, I'd have a bucket load of pennies right now. But if I said to you, we're going to define what you feel comfortable eating today And if you stick to that and have nothing more, I'll give you a million dollars cash tax-free tomorrow, you would do it easy peasy, right? So this I can't crap is drama. It's not true. It's not real. But you definitely won't do it if you're already telling yourself you can't. You know, if you say, 
why can't I be nice to my spouse? Why can't I be nice to my spouse? What is wrong with me? I just can't be nice to my spouse. Do you think you're going to show up this afternoon and be kind to your spouse? No, because you've already let yourself off the hook and said that you can't. You absolutely can. If I said to you, I'll give you a million dollars tonight if you're nothing but loving to your partner, it's going to be the easiest night of your life. It's not going to be worth it to be a jerk because you know that you're going to get a million dollars. The problem here has nothing to do with food and everything to do with your mindset. And if you're in this place like, why can't I work out? Why can't I stop eating? Then you either need to get on the wait list for the 12 weeks to transformation or you need to read Chasing Cupcakes or you need to, to work with somebody else. And I don't mean not me, but work with somebody to overcome these limiting beliefs because somebody you feel comfortable with if it's not me, because this is mindset. And for as long as you say, I can't, I can't, what's wrong with me? You're trying to solve for the wrong thing. You're making a case for the problem instead of identifying today's solution. And that's a really big barrier. So the tools I use here are just reality and stripping away the drama, getting focused on the solution instead of feeling sorry for yourself about the problem of yesterday. I could go on about that all day. Yeah. I get like very hyped up about that. You can. Uh, yeah, I know. And it's, uh, it sounds so simple too. I forget it. Yeah. I mean, I make those excuses, not specifically with eating, but you know, why can't I stop doing this or why, why don't I do this? Right. And you can, but, yeah, it, but totally. in those moments when you take that perspective, you're not trying to talk yourself into what you do want. You're, you're actively talking yourself into what you don't want. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not that I don't want anybody to think that I think losing a hundred pounds is like, oh my gosh, it's so simple. Why are you even asking? It's not that at all. But if you are fixated on this notion that you can't, then you won't. But you can. Just because you haven't doesn't mean you can't. And that perspective shift is absolutely the starting point for anybody who's trying to make change. It's winter, winter time. Winter, winter. Probiotics. Yes. I'm very, very excited about this. Today's winner, they have an Instagram handle that is, do you want to say what it is? Sure. It's B underscore healthy underscore for you. Be healthy for you. If that is your Instagram handle, all you got to do is email Sarah at primalpotential.com, S-A-R-A-H at primalpotential.com within 60 days. And no matter where you are in the world, we are going to send you a bottle of our favorite probiotics that we think are pretty awesome. Um, we'll also link them up in the show notes. If you have any questions, do not hesitate to let us know. And while you're over there on the show notes, Join our free Facebook group. Yes. Because I love getting these questions. Mm -hmm. We went from like, hmm, I don't want to talk about this particular area today. Let's ask people what they want to hear about. And we had like so much stuff and I'm sure we'll have more by the time we go back in and check. So do that. It's easy to win. You just have to leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon or share on Facebook or Instagram uh, an episode that you've loved or something you've learned, be sure to tag me so that I see it. And we hope you guys have an amazing day. Take care. 
Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.